This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 16th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. A new idea from the White House, hastily assembled with some pretty dire civil liberties implications, use consumer tech to monitor the mentally ill for signs of forthcoming violence. The problems with such a plan are manifold. Cato's Julian Sanchez comments. The Trump administration has been toying with this notion that is, uh, it's called safe home, stopping aberrant fatal events by helping overcome mental extremes. And uh, this proposal that may or may not be being taken very seriously within the administration would essentially make use of uh, technology uh, to monitor people that are deemed uh, mentally ill to try to predict uh, some sort of violent outburst or mass shootings, for example. So it, just in general, what what was your initial reaction to this idea? I mean, this, this does sound like a case where more thought was put into the acronym than the actual proposal. Uh, this is apparently just a three-page pitch that was assembled by uh, Bob Wright, a former uh, chairman of NBC, who's a friend of the Trump family, uh, again reportedly at, at Ivanka Trump's request. Um, it's something that uh, I'm, I'm not sure if any actual mental health professionals had any role in, because again, based on public reporting, uh, all the um, actual mental health professionals who who have been quoted reacting to it have been um, sort of appalled. Um, you know what it's really describing, again, you know, for, based on the public reporting, is. Uh, something th for which the technology does not exist, um, that is the technology to, uh, you know, with any remotely reasonable um, degree of accuracy, predict who is likely to become violent or commit uh, something like a mass shooting. Um, it's not clear how you could conceivably do it cons consistent with the law. Um, you might be able to get people to opt into uh, something like this, but uh, presumably not the people who are indeed planning uh, violent attacks um, and doing it, you know, involuntarily uh, runs into obvious uh, Fourth Amendment uh, problems. Um, so it's it's sort of legally it seems more or less impossible. Um, technically speaking, um, the the predictive mechanism um, is is essentially imaginary. Um, the, the Defense Department in the aftermath of the Fort Hood shooting uh, back in, in 2012 commissioned a, uh, uh, a study uh, to look into the feasibility of the much more tractable um, idea of trying to um, you know, develop some kind of behavioral indicators for you know, the controlled population of military personnel. Uh, and what they concluded was uh, there just isn't any uh, sort of remotely sufficiently accurately accurate uh, you know test to detect um, uh, you know who is likely to commit these these kind of uh, attacks and uh, indeed even if uh, a much more accurate uh, test or, or uh, indicator existed than than uh, mental health professionals have access to um, it would have sort of the unacceptable problem of even at Again, a sort of fantasy high level of accuracy, because these events are so rare relative to the population, um, you would have an enormous number of false positives, many, many more uh, incorrect hits, uh, even for a quite accurate test than uh, than accurate hits, because so few people actually are going to commit mass shootings or other uh, similar acts of violence. Um, so 
you know, if you think about the U.S. population, there's something like 46.6 million adults uh, suffering from some kind of mental illness. Um, there are you know, between three and four hundred uh, mass shootings uh, a year in the country. Um, so, you know, for even if you had a, a again extremely accurate test, if you're imagining uh, having somehow having access to the full population of of people with some kind of mental illness, or even you know half of them that you somehow have narrowed down, um, you're talking about uh, you know hundreds of thousands potentially of, of, of uh, of false positives, um, and the uh, the impulse for uh, people who are trying to prevent these kind of things is not going to be on the side of of uh, you know a type one versus type two error. They're not going to allow the possibility of one uh, false negative going through. That that seems totally would be seem like it would be totally unacceptable. Well, the na- I mean, the the nature of it, it, it would seem to indicate that you would have to follow up on on the false positive on on all the hits um, in order for this to have any kind of reasonable um, chance of of achieving the goal. But I don't think it, it still would not have uh, much chance of uh, of doing that. Um, and you know, I think you know one obvious question to ask is. Uh, if you're proposing something that if somehow technically and legally you are able to make it work, um, what would be the effect of this on people's willingness to seek treatment for mental health conditions? If you're told um, that, you know, going to a psychiatrist, getting diagnosed with uh, a mental illness, maybe seeking medication or other kinds of treatment um, for for some kind of mental problem um, is going to trigger some kind of you know governmental surveillance of your uh, uh you know of your your fitbit or your cell phone or your social media accounts um such that you may then be approached as a you know a potential violent menace if uh you know something in your pattern of of social media use or phone use uh changes um does that make you you know more willing to seek help uh, something that already you know people are are uh, struggle with and, and are fairly reluctant to do. Uh, so, you know, again, if somehow technically and legally um, something like this were actually implemented, I think it would um, probably have the the reverse of the intended effect. And it's also worth noting, I, I think it's just, it's worth you know, pausing to say um, the premise is also pretty seriously flawed. That is the idea that um, uh, you know, mass shootings and other events like that are primarily a function of mental illness. Um, this is something that the Secret Service some years ago looked into. There have been a couple studies that um, found that you know somewhere between twenty and twenty-five percent of mass shooters have some kind of diagnosed uh, uh, mental health problem. Um, yeah, Marissa Rendazzo, uh, the former chief research psychologist for the U.S. Secret Service, was asked uh, by the Washington Post about this, and she said of the link between mental illness and mass shootings, she said, quote, everything we know from research tells us it's a weak link at best. Right. And, you know, it is true that there are certain kinds, at least, of mental illness um, are associated with more violent behavior. Um Although you know the much greater risk uh, usually is self harm or suicide, um, but you know I think it is in part it's that we like 
or not like to, but we want to think and or, or instinctively tend to think, well, someone who would, you know, shoot up a Walmart or a school, um, they must be seriously mentally ill. Only only a, a deeply disturbed person would do something like that. Um, and you know, probably more than that, twenty five to twenty five percent have undiagnosed, uh, you know, mental issues of some kind. Um, although, again, if it's not diagnosed, then they're presumably not in the population of people who would be uh, monitored for uh, you know, sort of incipient violent tendencies. You know, but people don't need uh, mental illness to do horrific things. You know, um, the the people who carried out the Holocaust were by and large uh, not mentally ill in in a clinical sense. Um, they were, you know, in other ways uh, somewhat disturbed, but not, did not suffer from a clinical mental illness. Most terrorists um, are not mentally ill. Terrorist groups actually do a pretty good job of screening out um, people with uh, at least um, you know evident mental illness because they're a security risk to uh, to a group um, you know all through human history I think of the, the witch hunts in the early modern period right the uh, you know sort of educated elites of uh, many parts of Europe uh, murdered uh, thousands tens of thousands of uh, of women uh, based on the irrational beliefs that they were uh, you know uh, evil sorcerers. Um, people commit horrific acts based on wrong and even, uh, you know, irrational beliefs without the need to be clinically mentally ill. Uh, so, you know, the idea that if you solve, you know, if you somehow address mental illness, you you put a stop to these kind of mass shootings suggests you might you might indeed um, stop some, um, but probably not the majority. Um, you know, you think of people like Dylan Roof, uh, who shot up a uh, a black Baptist church uh, based on, uh, you know, appalling racist beliefs. Um, I don't know if he's been uh, psychologically evaluated. Certainly, he, you know, was not, uh, uh, did not, not make a successful insanity defense when he was convicted of, uh, of murder. Um, you know, people do these things based on uh, terrible ideologies um, that are not necessarily a sign of mental illness. However, uh, horrific and irrational they may seem to us. One of the one of the things here you mentioned Bob Wright, who is the person who came up with this proposal, and he has proposed uh, the creation of the Health Advanced Research Projects Agency, or HARPA, much right. like DARPA that you uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, and the, the Washington Post also notes that there are some there is some support for this, at, at least among. Uh, some Democrats running for president, uh, Joe Biden suggested that a so-called HARPA agency mm -hmm. could help solve health problems, including Alzheimer's and obesity, which uh, gives you an indication the idea hasn't even gone anywhere and they're already thinking about new ways to use it. Yeah, I mean, the bizarre thing to me there is you know, we already have a National Institute of Health. We have the National Institute of Mental Health. Um, and it's not clear what function an agency like this would serve that they don't. Um, the the acronym there is obviously modeled on uh, the uh, military's uh, sort of uh, scientific research wing, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, um, that did play a role, or at least the predecessor played a role in the um, developing the internet uh, many decades ago, um, and makes sense in a sense to have a distinct research wing that is uh, focused on the sort of the, the specific needs of the military. Um, but it's 
you know, we do have other agencies that do uh, various kinds of health research. We, of course, have a thriving uh, private sector and uh, in in academia, um, a, a variety of medical and mental health research that is often in part um, government funded. So, um, you know, without debating independently, um, you know, the wisdom of of, of that funding, um, it's just not at all obvious what standing up a new agency duplicating that work would be. Julian Sanchez is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us and suggest show topics on Twitter at Cato Podcast.